Chase Claypool said in an interview yesterday that he's one of the top five, maybe the top three wide receivers in the National Football League. This is cannon fodder for social media. But really, there's nothing that's all that interesting about it. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. The interview was done with an entity called I Am Athlete, and it was one of those less formal settings. I watched the video uh, myself on YouTube. The whole interview, a bunch of good topics brought up. If you're interested in finding out a little bit more about Claypool in a more relaxed setting, I'd recommend it. Now, what I wouldn't recommend is just yanking out something and feeding it to the hot takes crowd. And of course, the deliverers of those hot takes who tend to be people who don't cover these teams for a living. They talk about them, hence the term talk radio. They don't actually cover them. They're not around the team. They don't get to know the players. They don't get to know the people involved. And that goes double for anybody who's working for a non-Pittsburgh outlet. I mean, they're just not here. I'm not saying anything that's, you know, really touchy. And Claypool, although I haven't had a chance to get to know him the way I would have wanted to, given, you know, pandemic access, I can very easily tell you that this is a complex dude. When I say complex, I don't mean that he's ruminating the differences between Einstein and Tesla. I mean that he's kind of conflicted. He he goes back and forth on things. He wants to do or say things that are rocking the boat, but then the moment he sees that the boat's being rocked, he kind of goes back on it. Remember when he was raising his fist early on in the anthem protest and he was brand new to the league and you're like, really, kid? when even a lot of the veterans were thinking twice about doing that. And, of course, there's the first down thing in Minneapolis and everything else. Well, listen, all he said, actually, no, I'm not going to paraphrase it for you. I'm just going to play it. Here's what he said in reference to where he sees his own potential. Yeah, this year, like every year you learn, right, yep. what to do in the offseason. You take every year's learning experience, you know, um, my first year, I'm going to say my second year, I was a bet. I was a better football player than I was my first year. Mm-hmm. The plays just didn't, you know, just didn't work out. Right. Yeah. Some of the plays didn't go my way. I didn't make some plays I didn't make. But as a football player, understanding the game, knowing what to do, knowing where to be, um, you know, I was better. So I'm going to be better this year. And, you know, just like you said, understand I'm not normal. I feel that way when I'm on the field. I understand. I know for a fact I am not like. The rest, the rest of the guys in the yeah, NFL. Talk, talk, yeah. I know I'm a top five receiver. Yeah. I know I'm a top three receiver. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, keep going. Yeah, keep going. You know, I, I just got to prove the people. Right? When I'm working, I'm like, oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm a dog. Like, right, 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 right. <laughs> like, I'm a dog. People line up across from me, too. And I just got to bring that confidence. And I got to bring that spirit. And I just got to show the people. And uh, it's going to happen. And we're going to rewind this. And we're going to see this clip in, in a little bit. And they're like, damn. Can we see numbers? Right. Can I hear some numbers? Yeah, we're going to go 
13. Yeah, we did. Yeah. 100. Yeah. 10 plus. I got to tell you, there is nothing wrong with that statement, even if he is 1 billion percent off the mark. There's nothing wrong with him saying it. Now, if Omar Khan were to say it, <laughs> you know, you'd be wondering a little bit about his football evaluation skills. But for Claypool to say, and this is why I played the whole thing for you so you could hear the full context, to say that he's got the athleticism, that he's done things on the field that he knows that other people can't do, and as a result, he believes that he could be, should be, maybe even already is one of the best wide receivers in the world. That's awesome! That is just awesome! This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. Let me tell you a little something about nice guys. You ever hear the phrase, yeah, that one, nice guys finishing last? I've covered the Steelers, the Penguins, and the Pirates in our city for the better part of my life. The nicest bunch of guys I have ever been around in any professional locker room setting were the 2010 Pittsburgh Pirates, who lost 100 games, as in 100 Right on the button, 62 and 100. Some of these guys are so tremendous that I still stay in touch with a handful of them, which I normally, you know, that's not easy to do. But what did that get them? What did that get them? We place, we as in a sports following society, a lot of emphasis on someone's personality on whether or not they're nice, they're giving, they're generous, they're team-oriented. And you know what? That stuff does matter. If you thought I was about to say the other thing, having a Cam Hayward on your roster, one of the best humans anywhere, does matter. You very much want Cam leading your team in the capacity that he does. He is the defensive captain, but he's a leader in a lot of ways. You know what else you want and need? You need some jerks. And I'm not saying Chase is one. I've never had a bad experience with him, and I'm not aware of anybody who has. However, however, there's a cockiness that's necessary, and some people will interpret that as being a jerk. There's a swagger that comes from being the resident. Can I say badass? I mean, it's my own show. Yeah, I can. From being that. There's an attitude. There's an approach. Vince Williams, super nice guy, great guy, one of the most intelligent athletes I've ever covered, would just randomly go knocking people down in Latrobe in training camp, like end of a drill, just go just like knock somebody down. I mean, from behind, you're like, Vinny, what are you doing? Well, it was some nobody that he did it to. But it's just football. To him, it's just football. It was part of establishing the culture. We're the Steelers. We're the tough guys. We're the badasses. That's us. You want that. 
and need that in your environment. If you've got a wide receiver who has all the God-given gifts that Claypool has, and he's out there thinking to himself that he's going to be the next Ray Ray McLeod, then you've got a problem. When we come back, J1Q. portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. They are the one, the only, the premier destination in Pittsburgh for craft beer. More than 500 craft beers available, more than 350 of those local, and more than 80 of those on tap. Mike's can't be topped. Not for beer, not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available, not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com. Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q comes from Perry, who asks, if Chase Claypool is in the slot, isn't Kenny Pickett the better quarterback for him because of his accuracy, and also maybe Mason Rudolph? I would take Kenny over Mason because of his upside and his overall playmaking ability. But if Claypool is the slot wide receiver, he needs an accurate QB. First off, Perry, Claypool has lined up a lot in the slot in OTAs and minicamp. He's confirmed that. He's talked about it. He's expressed no issue with it. This was the subject of yesterday's show, which is why you're bringing it up, I presume. And you're right that any targets on the inside or across the middle had better be accurate because guess what? If they aren't, you're chasing the other team in the wrong direction. But if you're asking me, as I think you are, if you would base your choice of quarterback even partly on where Claypool lines up, um, no. So I'll start with that. Absolutely not. It's the most important position in the sport, and it most definitely wouldn't be the dog getting wagged by the tail. What you really need out of a quarterback in this setting, this broader setting, is somebody who can understand and recognize the advantages of having Claypool move all across your offense and to be able to pick that apart when defenses don't recognize where he is or what he's about to do. Now, I'm not going to pick one quarterback over another for that. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on Mitch Trubisky until I see him on a regular daily basis with my own eyes. It's not the same watching video. Besides, I'd really like to give him his own chance, you know, a bit of a fresh start uh, from my own perspective for whatever little that's worth. And the other thing you brought up is the accuracy thing, and you're throwing Mitch like way down at the bottom of the accuracy pile. So I, I'm going to be honest with you. When I read your question, my first thought was, this is someone who just doesn't like Trubisky and would rather see anybody else, ideally Pickett, be the guy. But if that's not the case, and you're looking at, at pure accuracy here, and you're picking 
Mason over Trubisky, I, I don't even know how to respond to that. I mean, Mason's been confounding, I think, through the better part of the NFL snaps that he's gotten when it comes to touch. He throws too hard when he needs to go soft. He throws too soft when he needs to go hard. And especially when you're throwing across the middle, when your receiver or your tight end is going laterally, you'd better put the right touch on the ball or you're going to get them killed. I'm not ready to discount Trubisky from being able to do that, particularly not after seeing him look like he was handling the offense fairly effortlessly throughout OTAs and minicamp. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. And maybe for the first time in a while, we won't talk about Claypool, right? Right. 